Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America Podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now, here he is, the Peabody award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Great America Show. We're talking politics on the Great American Show today. Thanks for being with us, sharing part of your day with us to store up on some more truth, justice, and the American way. There are more than a few major issues for us to sort through today. The politics of personal destruction being updated almost daily. And it appears the radical Dems will have to come up with some new tactics. Their their habit of exploiting race, cancel culture as a favorite pastime, and their politics of personal destruction. The Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is effectively saying it's okay if Republicans side with the Marxist left and help them perpetrate the greatest fraud in American political history, trying to overthrow a president, one president in particular. McConnell criticizing the National Republican Committee for censuring two Republican congressmen, but not once did McConnell ever criticize the Democratic National Committee for its role in the fraudulent effort to overthrow President Donald Trump two efforts at impeachment and a special counsel amounted to nothing. So we're going to be taking that up today. And also should president Biden take a cognition test and just what happened? Big blue state governors just reversed the centers for disease control. That's right. The Democrats are not following science. And they declared they've had it with mandates and, in some cases, jabs and masks. To sort through all of this is one of my favorite political thinkers, pollster and strategist extraordinaire and great American, the Trafalgar Group's Robert Kahaley. Robert, great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. It is always an honor to be on, on your uh, show. I want to I want to start, if I may, with uh, just the... A, a, a quick glimpse at where we are right now on Capitol Hill. Suddenly, Mitch McConnell is criticizing the Republican National Committee because the two congressmen were just censured uh, and not thrown out of the party, which I thought would, would have been a terrific idea. What do you make of what's happening with the Republican Party, particularly on the Capitol Hill leadership? That is Kevin McCarthy. Uh, the House Minority Leader, and McConnell, the Senate Minority Leader. Well, every time one of my Republican friends insists that this election is over and 2022 is going to be a cakewalk and there's going to be this red wave, I remind them that the Republican Party can mess up even a great thing. And this kind of internal strife is exactly the the wrong way. It, it yeah. you know when regardless, I mean, let let's say you don't like what the RNC did. 
mm-hmm. and tell the members of the RNC on the phone privately. We got to quit airing all the dirty laundry. Um, when you have people that are acting outside of the norm for the party, and I think the, uh, most of the members of Congress would agree that what Kensinger and um, what Cheney have done in allowing themselves to be used on a committee that was not formed the way committees are supposed to be right. formed, that's frustrating, and that's what was called out publicly. Now, if you don't like that, then, then you know, take it up with the people who called them out. I mean, there's 168 members of the RNC, and I bet you Mitch McConnell can get every one of their phone numbers he asked for them. But there's exactly. no sense in doing this in a public fashion. I, I don't understand what the party thinks they're doing. If, if it's about the money, they need to find new sources of money. Your thoughts about the role of these rhino leaders in a party that is decidedly, and I think appropriately, Trumpian. It is the party of Trump. Do you disagree? Well, I, I think, you know, when you, when you talk about the moves that uh, most specifically uh, you're seeing out of Kinzinger and um, Cheney, it, it's like how, how bad must your self-awareness be that you declare yourself a statesman while your colleagues see you as a useful idiot? And that's exactly what's happening. They're being used by the other side to make their point, um, you know, if, if you don't like something, the, it, I kind of look at a party like I look at a family. A long time ago, I had an older member of my family say, the thing about a family argument is you don't win when you win. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you don't win anything when, when you prove your grandmother wrong. You still lose because the fight is the problem. And yeah. they're not recognizing they're contributing to this fight and they're putting us, you know, putting all of us in a very awkward place. And right now, you know, the whole thing, the opponent is, you know, their Democrats are melting down. They cannot seem to make anybody happy in the entire country. And now is not the time to, to water down the message to, to move. Look at what's actually working. And, you know, what we're seeing is, is a growing consensus. I mean, the Republican Party, you know, I always tell people, go, if you want to understand today's Republican Party, go back and look to 1992. It's about 75% of the people who voted for Bush uh, and 95% of the people who voted for Perot. That's the, the modern Republican Party. Uh, you know, this, this is as much a party of uh, the guy in the country club. Now it's as much a party of the, uh, the waitress and, and the construction worker. And, and, that's a good, and that's a good thing. And there are people who resent that, but this, this is an average person's working person's party. And the issues that are separating Washington elites are those issues, you know, take, take the environment. Americans want clean air and clean water, but not if it's eight bucks a gallon for gas to get there. And, and that's a, that's a work in people's perspective. And that's where this party is. And people who don't, who don't recognize that or can't come to grips with that. It is what it is. And so I, I know that people, you know, there's a lot of frustration. Uh, you know, everybody wants their little club to stay the same, but it, it can't and, and, and be a winning club. You see Mitch McConnell is the leader and there's John Thune and then there's John Barrasso and used to be Roy Blunt behind them. You know, I, I mean, that's a, that was a club and it was disgusting to me to see it 
because it was in such a stark, uh, stark contrast to watching President Trump by himself looking at a gaggle on a rope line on his way to Marine One from the White House, taking every question, giving every response, and doing it day after day after day. Uh, they were just transmitting like a radio, those uh, senators uh, under McConnell. They, they were, they're just empty suits. They're rhinos. And I, I'm it, it, it's such a contrast. It's exactly. I mean, it's like when you, when you look at what gets Republicans excited, you need to switch those people out and you need to put Tom Cotton and Josh Hawley and, and Ted Cruz, because that's what this party is now. Yeah, I, I think that's right. But I also think it's a party of Jim Jordan. Uh, I, I think Matt Gates. I'm talking about uh, Senate. Yeah, no, I understand. But I, I'm just saying. I, th I think that maybe uh, Cruz is trying to fly at the correct altitude, but he's a little highfalutin. Uh, I think Josh Hawley and Tom Cotton are a little constrained for people who are being authentic. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not trusting in their image uh, because I don't, I don't personally think uh, it's, in, the, in their case, uh, the genuine deal. Uh, they've got a long way to go to convince me that they're uh, – uh, something approaching what they're trying to pretend to be and trying to project. But that's just one, you know, one guy's opinion. Uh, it happens to be mine. Uh, let me turn to just this issue of how much should the Republican Party put up with? We've got a, uh, we've got a chairman of the RNC who is, without a question, a rhino. She may not use her middle name Romney, but uh, it's, she's Romney through and through. Uh, we've got at the the Romneys in the Senate, we got uh, uh, my goodness, uh, Cheney, uh, Kensinger. The, there's a long list in the in the House, including six who just sided, as you well know, uh, Robert, with uh, with the Democrats, with Pelosi on on a, <laughs> a an initiative to grant amnesty to the millions of illegal immigrants coming into this country. Uh, it's you couldn't do anything that would set fire to a Republican advantage like that if you if you schooled on it for for six months. Your, your thoughts? That's exactly what that, that is. This is exactly what I'm worried about. Is you have this element within the party that that keeps wanting to calm things down. I, you know, I, I, I mean. I know this is going to kind of sound mean, but I think this, this is the kind of people who are listening to the Frank Luntz's of the world. You've forgotten that these guys are being paid by corporate masters to, to dictate uh, a philosophy that does not match the philosophy that is winning elections. And you need to quit listening to that crowd because that crowd is the same crowd that doesn't understand who is voting and why they're voting. Uh, yeah. People are angry about everything from what's happening in their school to to, to what to what is happening at, at the gas station. I mean, when you look at it, the the one thing we get from voters that, that we picked up on it's this: whether it's making I mean, this people speaking, whether it's making me wear a mask, whether it's paying people not to work, whether it's blowing up the the deficit, uh, whether it's creating inflation by sending all this money, the government involvement in my life is what is the problem so there's there's a consensus that the government getting too involved in people's lives in every aspect 
is ruining their happiness, is ruining their their finances. You know, is is you know is wasting their time. You know, waiting on stuff like all of this. And, and, then, and so there's a wholesale rejection of it. Yeah, and I want to get into the polling that you've done on that. I I also want to just take a second here. Uh, we've always the Republican Party has always about been about it said limited government, smaller government, but what it does is entirely different. Uh, it is supporting bigger government, ever bigger government, uh, more spending, uh, McConnell and McCarthy pushed through a three and a half trillion dollar debt ceiling and said, spend what you will. Uh, they, the Republican rhino leadership doesn't stand for a damn thing, Robert, and the American people understand it. Well, it, it, it's, it's very frustrating because th that's the type of infrastructure that ought to be there. I mean, when you, when you look at the, the way the, the, uh, the left organized around the Arabella and all that stuff, and they, 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 they created the, the, the group that would help bind all these different groups, whether it's C3, C4s, PACs, and plan it all out. I mean, they, they built a roadmap. They, they, they found a way to follow, to do what they're doing within the law as it exists. Right. And they just fed right past and, you know, what, what, what I see is a lot of duplication yep. and a lot of consultants who are making a lot of money, but I, I don't really see that, that thirst for winning and that figure out a way to win attitude that you, you're seeing out of the left. And, and they're not going to just let this thing go. Um, you know, to me, all this talk kind of reminds me of all this, you know, Bush just just won the first Gulf War. There's no way this Clinton guy's going to touch him. I mean, that's kind of the way this feels. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, guys, um, it's a long way from election day, and he just had a good job report, and he just actually took out a terrorist with limited, um, you know, casualties. I mean, it, 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 let's, let's just consider, you know, we got some rate hikes. Might, inflation might be in check, and people going back to work, and COVID – COVID going away. I mean, just let's consider there might be a world that don't look at this bleak come next yeah. November. We, we need a real plan. Absolutely. And the Democrats, by the way, I, I, I can't wait to get your reaction to this. Within the last 24 hours, we have seen in mass blue state governors act as one and many uh, blue city mayors act as one dismiss mandates dismiss even mass and and very clearly signaling that they're going to back away from jabs uh it, it is saying suddenly that not only as president biden said there isn't a federal solution hell there isn't a state or local solution either so quote unquote we now have to live with the the pandemic which means it's an endemic uh, your thoughts about the Democratic Party moving as one, and I mean stopping on a dime and pivoting. It looks like the Democrat Party has returned back to its senses and is listening to people like James Carville when we're still listening to people like Frank Lutz. Yep. I think that is the best way to put it. And for people who don't know, Frank Lutz is a uh, – uh, would you like to describe him, Robert? Well, I mean, 
it has been clear. I think Tucker Carlson has done some of the best work on this. Is that is it? He he definitely had a great reputation as a pollster, but he got hired by so many of these corp, corporate types and making such big corporate money and pushing their agendas. And it, hey, you know, absolute uh, you know power. They are absolute power corrupts. Well, you know, millions of corporate dollars can also corrupt, and some, sometimes it's easy to forget where you came from. And to forget that this guy started as a Buchanan poster for where he is today. And well, there is not a recognition that, that his advice is no longer aligned with where we right. are. Yeah. And, and let's be, to be completely honest, uh, I think most Republicans uh, in the House and the Senate particularly would just as soon forget where they did come from. They came from sitting on the knee of the Chamber of Commerce, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the Business Roundtable, and uh, acting like they were the dummy. They were the party of big business, corporate America, Wall Street. And you know what? I don't believe that anything's going to change one whit in November 2022. That's how strongly I believe uh, that these Republicans are just out of their minds right now, their leadership. Well, the trends are definitely uh, in favor of Republicans, but again, my fear is that they're they're not utilizing it right. And you know, you, yep. when you got a big when you got a big wave, and this this is coming from a guy who couldn't surf if it meant his life, but uh, in watching <laughs> people surf, <laughs> you either crash into the wave or you glide on top of it. And mm-hmm. we better learn to glide on top of it because the public is frustrated. And right now, the Republican Party is the answer. You know, we had uh, our generic ballot a few weeks ago had a 14 point gap. And I was on Newsmax um, after the, uh, the rally and um, somebody suggested, oh, it, you know, the Republicans picked up all these people. I said, no, that's, these are not Republicans. Just because somebody is saying a generic ballot, I'm going to vote Republican. Mm-hmm doesn't mean they're Republican. It's full of people that were self-identified Democrats, self-identified independents. It's like if you've been at the casino all night and you've been betting red and you go, man, I'm losing my butt. What the hell do I have to lose? I'm just going to bet black for a while. That doesn't mean that that is your new direction. It means you're going to give the Republicans a shot and the Republicans, if they win, have a chance to earn your support ongoing. But it doesn't make you Republican to vote Republican once. Let me ask you this, I, and I'm looking at your uh, in your latest survey, uh, the question, if election for Congress were held today, which candidate would you vote for the generic ballot? The Republican candidate uh, looks like 13% differential with a Democrat. Well, right now, they're, right now, most of the independents are voting Republican. Now, here's the thing. That's what when you call, that's what the difference between self-identified. Most no, people do fall in. Most people do fall into one party. They don't like labels. And what's really interesting is the people who most resist labels are Republicans. Right. Republicans do not like saying they are Republicans. They they like saying that they you know they're they're MAGA. They're you know they don't like that because they, their loyalty is not to an elephant in red. Their loyalty is to a set of values that the Republican Party currently seems to represent. And Seems if the Republican Party re- moved off of those, they would be gone. No, I'm saying proposes to uh, purports to represent. Uh, 
No, I understand. So and most I, I, Republicans are more loyal to the to what they believe than they are to you know an elephant and and the coal rat. Back from my days when I ran campaigns, I, I used to always say there are two ways that somebody who's winning can run. They can run like they're losing and and give it everything they got, even if they think they're winning. Right. Or they can run like they're afraid of losing. And when you run like you're afraid of losing, you stop taking hard stands. You start. It's kind of like playing a prevent defense, where you, you're you're wanting to give them a little bit so they don't get the you know so, so they don't get the long long goal. Right. And you you, you know you you'll, you'll let a ten yard pass go just as long as somebody you know doesn't doesn't get a touchdown pass. Well, ten yards, ten yards, ten yards, and guess what? You're in overtime. And yep. I feel like that's kind of where the Republican Party is, is it's running this kind of a prevent, trying not to lose defense versus just going all in on what what you believe in. And and it's I, I see, you know, just little compromises in the way they're putting things. I mean, I keep hearing they're going to put together their contract with America, you know, mock yeah. version. Well, I'd really like to see what it is you're wanting to coalesce around believing because I have a hard time buying that it's going to be the stuff that's really moving people. Yeah, I, I do. Too. I'm really, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like that's what's going to be, because, you know, and, and rest assured when the Democrats and the Democrats aren't stupid. And I generally think the Democrats have some pretty good pollsters on their side um, mm-hmm. who, who, who do a better job of figuring out what's going to happen. Uh, sometimes uh, on, especially on this hard ideological stuff, you know, when the Democrats are ready to get the Keystone Pipeline going again to secure the border, you better you better watch out. Because <laughs> I, mean, exactly. I, I think they figured out what they've been doing wrong. I mean, you, you hear people like Carville all the time going, this is crazy, this is crazy. I mean, yep. you know, these guys have figured out what's going on, that it's gotten too woke and everything else, and that the party is outside. I mean, you know, Bill Clinton understood the idea of how to triangulate. I mean, there was a, you know, those who are old enough to remember the sister soldier moment, understand that he, 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 he said, I'm not that kind of Democrat. And here's proof. That's all yeah, I had to do. People, and I was like, Oh yeah. 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 Okay. You know that he, he, he wasn't, he didn't fall into all those traps. He would not be defined as what you thought a Democrat was. And yet I don't see this same insistence on the Republican Party to not be defined as what people will define them as. Right. Well, Biden has already leapt at the uh, opportunity to send troops abroad. He's, uh, he's, he said he was taking our troops out of Afghanistan uh, because he wanted to bring the troops home. He, he did that because Donald Trump uh, wanted to bring our troops home and to end our foreign adventures. Uh, and appropriately so. And then as as Biden tries to ape Trump, he, he's, he screws up a surrender for crying out loud. It can't, it doesn't get much worse than that in military terms. Uh, there is not a single thing that this administration can point to that is a positive uh, going into the midterm elections as of right now. So I think the question we're at right now is, uh, what do the Republicans do internally to deal with the rhino issue 
to deal with their leadership issue and to assure victory in November? Well, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Um, you know, we all, you look at kind of what the Democrats have just gone through, gone through with, uh, you know, they've got some of their moderate members abandoning them. And um, I, I always joke that the Democrats are in a bad marriage and the Republicans are in a civil war. Um, and that's kind of the way it feels. Uh, but there's one side that is playing a game of addition and there's the other side trying to hold on to something that went away a long time ago. And there's, you know, a lot of this has to do with kind of that, you know, that forgotten American, the, 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 the Mitt Romney shift your jobs overseas Republican party isn't, is gone. It's not that, you know, the party of big business at the expense of small towns. Uh, you know, it, it, this is much more the, the party of uh, made in America and, you know, lo looking out for, Amer you know, America first, Americans first. And this is not a party that's afraid of a tariff if somebody isn't treating fairly with America. And they don't like that. And they would like for the quote unquote bad old Trump days to go away. But the problem is, is there's not a party left in because so many of those people that were on their side are Democrats now. And they've inherited a larger crowd of people. But at the same time, we, you know, what Republicans don't need is to lose even the rhinos because it, it's got to be a coalition to stay. Yeah. I mean, we, I think in all the years and everything I've read, we're as close to some other kind of a movement, whether it's some of the Democrats, some of the Republicans. I mean, to me, I feel like we're as close to some kind of a third party, some kind of a, some kind of a breakaway of a little bit of each as we've been in a long time. And that probably spells doom for the Republicans. So it's like, Almost like if you're a Republican and you're and you don't and you don't like the Trump world and you don't like MAGA, you got to get through 2022, and you might have to hold your nose and put up with some stuff you don't like, because the only thing you like less than that is losing. Trump showed everybody what to do to win. Take on the issues. Take a position that is America first, puts America first. Imagine that. That is still a radical idea after Trump proved what it can do, both electorally and in governing. Uh, it, to me, it's insane that we listen to dinosaurs like McConnell. Uh, and when we need desperately new blood, new energy, vigor, and fight uh, to go out after the purpose of a, of a Senate and, and a house to begin with, to represent the people, to achieve a, a, a common a consensus that is fundamentally the purpose of our government uh, and get things done for this country. We've got to have candidates who can talk and understand and communicate the reality and what these Republicans are going to do. That's better than these uh not socialists, not progressives, not liberals. They're, they're, they're Marxists. 
the Democratic Party. Uh, Your thoughts? And the thing is, there's a growing American consensus. I mean, the one thing we figured out in, in, in polling recently is that it doesn't matter what party you're in. There is a there is a, a an American consensus that has arrived that is we don't need the supply chain to go through China. China is a bad yeah. actor on the field. And I mean, one of the things we found most fascinating was on the environment. Even people who consider themselves really on the left environmentally say things like, "What difference does it make if China's building coal plants? Why do we have to live?" Every, there is a consensus that China is a, a major threat and a major problem. Uh, people see it. They, uh, they understand it. You, you have more and more people speak out about it. And th- there, this is, again, this is, an Amer- this is 60, 70 percent of the public. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you ought to jump onto because this, right. is, this is one of those places that's a huge divide. And, you know, th- there's, there's, such, uh, there's such friction and, you know, no matter what the administration says, people understand about the virus and about everything that, that happened and the way it was sent. And that, well, they didn't do anything to stop it, and they lied about how it happened. They understand that, that they're, you know, everything from their movies are being changed to, to the, they're being, people are, are building uh, all kinds of infrastructure there and, you know, losing American influence around the world and people get all that. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny when you, you, when we did the contrast on Ukraine and China, Americans are not about going all in for Ukraine, but they sure are all in for not letting China have Taiwan. You bet. And if you want to talk about a place that Biden could turn, turn this around, let him stand up for China for Taiwan and this could be a bloodbath for Republicans in the fall. Peter Schweitzer basically said in his book, Red Handed, that the Chinese own Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the Biden family. So it'll be an interesting uh, next uh, nine or 10 months to see what does happen. Uh, and I think you're exactly right about China. Are there any secrets here that uh, you can share that will uh, make us feel better about the outcome of the 2020, uh, 2022 election? Well, the first thing I would tell you is that once somebody makes up their mind about an individual or a party, it ten- tends to stay made up. There was, there was what we had noticed early on in the Biden administration, there was a separation. There was about six or seven points between Biden's personal popularity and the popularity of his policies. The policies were much less popular than he was personally. All of a sudden, when Afghanistan happened, it collapsed, and his personal popularity was right there at the same place with the popularity of his policies. And so people have made up their mind, he and the Democrats do not do things well. Um, You know, and and it goes across the board. It's just these guys don't know what they're doing. One of the most entertaining uh, calls I remember, it was late in the uh, game and we were doing a poll in New Jersey. And this guy was like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not voting for the governor because I'm sick of seeing Tunnel Towers ads. And we're like, excuse me? He said, yeah, 
If we've got $450,000 of send illegal immigrants, why can't we take care of our soldiers? Why they got to have these ads all the time on TV so that we have to give money because we spend our money on immigrants? I'm, I'm done with the Democrats, all of them. Just like, and it, I mean, literally, this guy's just, he was just done. And yeah. he, he, did, he didn't care what the governor of it didn't matter. He was done with Democrats. Well, and and so when people make that turn, it's strong, and I think that turn is there. But people, in the end, will vote their pocketbooks, and yeah. the question is, how they answer that question. Did they feel better in the fall of 2022 than maybe they did in the fall of 2021? And I'm not sure what the answer about that is when they look at their pocketbooks and they look at their lifestyles. I mean, you know. When you look at, 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 at all these sporting events and these huge crowds, it's because it's kind of new to get back out. Right. And so, and there's a little bit of euphoria comes with that. So when people, especially in more of the swing areas, because a lot of the South and other places have already been kind of open, but as they start open and they start to kind of quote unquote live again, there's a little euphoria of, well, like, I don't know why I'm going to do it, but I'm just happier. Yeah. And when people are happy, they don't tend to vote people out. This president is feeble uh, and it's, uh, it's palpable. It's noticeable. It's obvious. Uh, that is what's incredible to me is that the American people right now uh, have rejected him. Uh, looking at these poll numbers, they're, they're disastrous. Uh, and uh, for the first time, uh, in looking at real clear politics that he's fallen below on that average below 40% for the first time. What are your thoughts about that and the significance of it for the election in 2022? Well, I, I think that, um, <laughs> there's still some really crazy polls in there. The fact that it's as high as it is, um, you know, when you, you, you've got some polls who are still thinking that 45% of the population thinks Biden's doing all right. You got to right. start wondering what, who, who the heck are they talking to? <laughs> um, but, at the, you know, I think that people. I think, it, I think there it's is a more, Robert. I think, Robert, it might be more that uh, those corporations paying for those polls uh, may have more influence on the on the outcome. What do you think? Well, you know, I've, I've always, uh, the last few years I've been saying, these people are either intentionally trying to skew the polls or they're incompetent, and I'm not sure which is worse. So it might be really bad. And it could be both. It could be both. Um, it's completely possible. Uh, you know, these are the same, you know, guys, their error rate in 2020 was, you know, 5 6%. At least some of them have decided they don't want to poll elections anymore. You got you got to wonder about a polling firm that says we don't want to do elections anymore. It's like the kid who tells the teacher, "I'm too smart to take tests anymore." I, you just got to take my word for the fact I'm smart. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's, but that's a wonderful I think that uh, there, analogy. Yeah, I, I think that we we are at a point where Biden continues to be the face of the Democrat Party. And um, and then, you know, backup face uh, is come and um, that's not good news either uh, for them. And I think that that the fact that they've got that those poster child, you know, that those are kind of their lead poster children uh, for their movement 
is is positive for Republicans. Um, Nancy Pelosi is still, you know, kind of a, I mean, she, she still motivates a lot of people to vote. I mean, when, you know, Kevin Carthy's ads on TV are fire Pelosi, not, not make me speaker, but when, when you build an entire operation, an entire movement based on get rid of them and not why us, yep. then you run the risk of when, if that anger at them starts to wane, you haven't given them an option B. You haven't, I mean, you haven't really inspired what it is you're going to do. And so that is, that is, yeah, that's a real problem. And unfortunately, Robert, uh, we've got a a more recent and significant empirical uh, rejoinder to that. And that is, of course, the Biden campaign of 2020. The man, ran against Trump. Uh, He didn't run for a damn thing. He didn't stand for a damn thing. He didn't come out of his basement uh, for at least during daylight hours. I I mean, think about what he did and what he pulled off. And here's the problem. The the guy ran, he ran the Democrat primary, and I'll, I'll give him credit, as like, these guys are a bunch of loons, and I'm the only guy that you can relate to. He ran for president in the fall as, you know, hey, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of the moderate Democrat who's not out in left field. You're, you're not getting Sanders. You're not. And then he gets in and all of a sudden he gets in with what I would, you know, the political equivalent to a push with a, a five seat majority in the House and a, a dead even Senate and a ridiculously close presidential race by, you know, uh, less than a hundred thousand votes split between a few states, and and he's governing like he's got a Roosevelt ma- um, mandate, and so no no wonder the policies don't match the yeah. way he won. I mean, he should have been down the middle finding things that are very very bipartisan that he could get done instead of pushing for things that he, you would need to have an you know another ten senators and another thirty reps to get done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's stunning. Uh, you know, the, I, I wish we had uh, more time to talk. I hope you'll come back sooner rather than uh, later. Uh, and, uh, please join us for a continued conversation about what is shaping up as one fascinating political year, uh, in every respect in our lives here in America. It's a fascinating year. Uh, Robert, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, any any last concluding thoughts? Well, if you if if you look at the um, if you look at this election like a crazy car ride, I, I might suggest wearing your seatbelt and make sure your airbags work because it's going to be bumpy. Robert Cahaley, uh, one of the best uh, pollsters, strategists in the country, a great American. Uh, and he puts it in language that uh, all of us can understand. Uh, and uh, whether we agree with uh, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, things he said, uh, every one of his uh, thoughts and his uh, views are well-reasoned. And uh, we admire him greatly. So thanks for being with us on this edition of The Great America Show. And thank you very much uh, for uh, making America great.
God bless you. God bless America. Join us again tomorrow for the Great America Podcast. Stay in the fight. Truth, justice, and the American way will prevail against all enemies, against all odds.